It's a new week, and that must mean it's time for another edition of the Jamie J Podcast. Hey, it's your host here, Jamie J. And in this week's edition, we are going to talk about whether to hire or to develop talent. Which one do you think is the best? Hiring talent, it can be fast, it can be quick, it can fill the gap right away. But developing, developing truly helps your people, your team members step up in the greatest ways. Give yourself a great gift. Tune on into this amazing, incredible, outstanding edition of the Jamie J Podcast. I'm a man on fire. Sounds crazy, but I never lose. Oh, you know I'm gonna give it all I got to what I came to do. I'm a man on fire. And my day is overdue. This burn is never gonna stop to what I came to do. I'm a man on fire. Do you bring on someone? Do you bring someone from outside the organization? Or instead, do you go ahead, really put in the effort, put in the time, put in the 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 real true investment into your business? Because really, that's what it is. And bring up someone, really develop someone up here. I think it's a great conversation for us to have here and really look at some ways. I mean, there's pros and cons to each of them. Let's jump in. Let's let, let Let's really understand. Starts off, I guess, with hired talent if we were to look at hired talent mick put it contextually for tradies and stuff i mean you work with a lot of tradies all that sort of stuff hired talent what does that look like out there yeah so you know you're looking for that you know that key person uh in your business that um the leader the driver you know someone who's going to attract business to your uh attract work to your business you know do you do you hire them or do you develop them so do you go out looking for the premium tradie in the market and bring them into your business? You know, how does that work for you? Do you, you know, you put them into a leadership role, do you hire someone into that position? That's one of the challenges. Do you hire them into it or do you develop them into it? So in a, in a tradie context, so it's looking for that, that gun tradie. Yeah, yeah. And isn't that the truth? Right, pros and cons to both. What, what would you suggest, or where would you tell us to say, yeah, no, just go hire someone here? What would that look like when we're at the place where we need to uh, just hire, just hire someone on, just just get that talent for now? What does that look like? Yeah, look, in uh, in the trade industry, that happens all the time. You might have an abundance of work, and you just need good tradesmen, so you go hire them, um, and where and and that works. Uh, that absolutely is a situation where you need it. So the pros, pros of that is you get people now. That's what you need. You need talent now, yeah. and you get it. You may have to pay a premium for it, but you get it, and you fill that void in your business. Is that the best long-term solution? What one of the cons of that is they don't know your business inside and out, and they're coming in from the outside. Yeah, so they may have different opinion on how you want to do things. You've got to spend time making sure the quality's there and that they follow your systems and values and invest some time of your own. Yeah. But that, you know, but there's times where you just need, you need some talent, you need people in, you need to fill a void in your business. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm in a situation like that in the business right now, whereby I had to hire some some very specific talent on. Um, I'm in the process of setting up a couple funnels, uh, a couple really great funnels that I'm really excited to launch here. And myself, I know that I am not the person to be doing it. I'm not the person. I don't have anyone on the team who is like a certified ClickFunnels funnel builder or anything like that. And I'm really not at that place where I want to go ahead and be spending, you know, maybe ten, ten thousand dollars, you know, a month or, or whatever the way 
wage is to really bring on one of those people who's highly skilled in doing that. So the natural choice for me was to say, okay, I'm going to go find a gig worker. I'm going to go do this. But here's some of the cons that I've seen with that. Number one, you nailed it, Mick. The person doesn't know my brand, right? What they've got is they've got a very generic, very standard idea of what they've done before. And even though even though they've written up some, you know, some great copy that says, hey, we're going to go research. We're going to really, truly understand who you are. I'm finding that I'm spending a disproportionate amount of time really getting that brand messaging out there, really helping that. So number one, the cost is already going up. That time that I've spent, which is really going to be a one-off situation, the time that I'm spending essentially training and in some ways developing this person to be able to get my brand message out there, I wouldn't say it's wasted because I really do believe I'm going to get a great product. But at the same time, what if I did have someone on the team instead? What if instead of me investing all this time and effort into this person who's really going to be a one-time deal, what if instead of doing that, I had someone that I could bring up? Maybe it's someone new. Maybe it's even someone in a different department, a different area within the organization that wants to take on a challenge, that actually wants to learn something. You know, for me, because I wanted it done right and I wanted it done right now. The two big things for me. I wanted it done right and I wanted it done right now. For me, at the time, I thought, you know what? Best thing I can do right now is just go find that gig worker. Go find that person. And I mean, you can find them on Fiverr, Upwork, um, Freelancer, so many different places to go look for these people. That's exactly what I did. But what I'm discovering here is the time, the effort that I'm really putting in, I think I really have to reevaluate that and understand if there's someone existing on the team right now that I could go ahead and really put that time and effort into because then I'm not losing out on that. That time that I'm spending, right, that time that I'm investing into this person, it's going to stay within the organization. Someone from the outside, if I'm hiring them on, and maybe it's only for one job or two jobs or whatever the situation is, when they leave, because they will, that time, that effort that I've gone into, into helping them, that leaves with them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you're talking there, it gave me an exact thought so you know in the trade industry you might win win a bigger project a 50 100,000 500,000 million dollar project and you think damn we need to get a I need a supervisor for this project I need someone to run the guys on the field uh, out in the field I need I can't be there and you know take me away from my business so I need I need a key person to run the project for me and this is a challenge that you lots of businesses face do you hire in a project supervisor mm -hmm. or do you find someone in your team and mentor them into that role and my belief in this is 100% you should find someone in your team existing and mentor them because you hire someone in for the project. Occasionally you find someone and they stick around, but a lot of project supervisors move from project to project. Yeah. But then you lose that skill and knowledge out of your company and you've got to find someone again for the next project and find someone again for the next project. Whereas if you develop that talent in your team for that role, then the next project that comes along, you can go, hey, here's the guy for that role. He did the last one. And yes, you have to put some time and effort and mentor and train and, and teach, but then you don't lose that talent from your business. You don't lose that skill that you've passed on and you've helped given someone a future and a career and some development. And you'll find as a long-term solution, that's far better for your business than, than hiring in someone specific for that role. 
Yeah, definitely. And I mean, the, the one thing I, I don't want our listeners and our viewers here thinking that we're, we're, we're all focused on loss, right? Oh, losing, losing, losing. But really what it is, is those people who might be there for just that one project to come in to be that project manager for that one thing. You are investing a substantial amount of time and cost into that person. Doesn't it make sense to really give that back to your own team? To really work with someone who's maybe an existing part of your team right now who's looking for that opportunity, that opportunity to grow and shine. Look, when we bring in people, I've been in those positions and I'm sure you have too, Mick. You know, as you grew, you know, from a from a young man up to where you are working in jobs, you know, you really wanted to do something. You really wanted to take on a new challenge. And here the boss goes ahead and just hires someone on. When you knew you were ready and when you knew with just maybe a small little bit of training, you probably could have stepped into that role. And it's it's a little bit demotivating, I think, for some of the existing people on the team. What's your thoughts about that? Yeah, absolutely. It can have a huge uh, cultural <laughs> impact uh, hiring someone someone on. They might be slightly different, and then it definitely puts out your team. They, they get put out by it. They're like, well, what? Well, I wasn't good enough to do that. I, I could have easily done that. Or, you know, they it, it doesn't create any motivation for them. In, in like you say, it's demotivating in, in the long or in in the long run. For your team because they they're ready to step up and take on more challenge and grow with your business and do more things but all of a sudden they get their the legs cut out from under them and they're back down to the same level again and they're like oh well this is crap well maybe i need to look for opportunities elsewhere yeah if i'm not going to be given opportunities here it's really really demotivating and you're 100 right jamie it's it's um as a leader it's our job to create a future for our team and and then follow through on that. So if they see, if they don't see a positive future for them in the business, they won't stick around. Yeah. That's a really huge point. If I could say rewind, I would go ahead and rewind to that point right there. That mm. was big, right? The whole idea of being demotivated, of being passed over. I mean, I, I would imagine I would hallucinate that any of our listeners, any of our viewers right now, at some point in time in their careers for where they are now, they probably were passed over. And how did you feel? You probably felt like shit. I, uh, you know what? I, I'm not good enough, right? You start to get those crazy beliefs going on. The owner of the business as well, those business owners out there, I really want them to hear this as well because these are key strategic points to really set yourself up with a great business that lasts. Invest in your people. Yes, it might be extra work, but here's the thing. I, I was talking to a gentleman today, just amazing gentleman. I'm going to be bringing on a new client here and one of the things that he has done is he's really been the guy that's doing it all himself, right? The idea of stepping away stresses him out. But what I know, right, and we didn't really talk about stress a lot or anything, but what I know is he is facing an incredible amount of stress right now simply because he's the person that is doing it all. You know, I kind of broached the topic of, hey, why don't you bring some other people on or bring some other people up? Well, no one can do it like I can. But here's the thing. How do you know? Have you asked? Have you gone out and actually solicited to any of the people on your team to say, hey, here's this position here, or I need help in this area. If you're not doing that as a business owner, or as a business operator, you're missing out on a great opportunity to really truly grow your team, grow your brand. People that are on your team, for the most part, they're there for a reason. They want to be there. They want to be a part of it, yet... If we're missing, if we're passing them by, if we're passing other opportunities on to new people that we're bringing in, and we're not giving those who are with our team already that opportunity to step up, what's the point, right? I've set my, my standard of work that I'm going to do. It gets me my paycheck every week, and that's all I'm going to do. 
people, I really believe, and, and, and correct me if you think this is wrong, Mick, but I believe people want to show that they have what it takes to succeed, that they want to genuinely have the opportunity to show off their goods, to show off their wares. And when I say wares, I mean what they're capable of. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely, Jamie. You are 100% right, they do. And one of the things that I've seen in the businesses I've worked with as well as in businesses that I've been a part of is the energizing impact it makes when you give that task. You say, look, I'm looking for this. I need someone who can help me with this aspect. I'm, you know, We've got a training database. and Oh, I can take that on. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And then you, you watch the energy level of not only them, but the team, because that's the thing with energy. When the energy lifts, it spreads around the office, around the team. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, this is really, you know, and everyone gets motivated and excited to do things. So it's a it's, it's a massive, makes a massive impact in your business when you share those things and provide those opportunities for your team to share their expertise or to shine. Because for the most part, like you said, Jamie, your team wants to shine. They want to show you what they can do yes. and they want to help move the business forward. So when you give them those opportunities, it's super motivating for them. And, and it's yes. th the effort they'll put into your business doubles, triples even, you know, and that's where you start to make huge gains in your business because they, they take it on board as their own and they really run with it and they, and they make a huge impact. Yeah. Yeah. I believe they want that opportunity. I believe most people, I know I did, right? I know that I wanted that opportunity to really show where I could do a great job, right? I get it. It's responsibility. It's all those things. But when I didn't have that opportunity to step up, my interest waned, right? It okay. went right down. It's like, I'm going to do the bare minimum of what what's expected of me. And then we build in resentment, because like, well, screw it. If you're just going to hire someone all the time to do those things, those things that maybe I want to do, Right. Maybe I've got to look elsewhere. Maybe I've got to do something. Developing your people, that is money incredibly, money and time, incredibly, incredibly well spent. Right. Really look into, you know, some of the skill sets, some of the desires. You know, Mick, you and I, we both talk about this in our coaching, mentoring, training programs about really, truly understanding a person's purpose, what their purpose is, what they love. Yeah. what they're just absolutely excited about in life. I, I would challenge business operators, business owners right now. When's the last time you really had one of those conversations with your team to understand maybe what life's all about for them? If you're taking notes, please take this down right now. I'm going to give you a good one right now. Write this down. What's life all about for you? I'm totally giving away some secrets here. Seriously, this is a great question, not only to get engagement, it's going to get you, and, and please, no HR people, don't be listening to this right now. No HR people right now. It's going to get you the answers that you can't ask when you're doing those job interviews. This is the secret question. What's life all about for you? Oh, my God, I love spending time with my wife, my husband, my partner. I love, you know, the, the kids. We go out on the weekend. We're really, look at that. We can't ask these people, hey, you know, do you have kids? Are you married? Those are no-no questions when it comes to hiring people. But when instead you reframe it, take some genuine interest in that, number one, you're going to get connection. Number two, you're going to get a bit of an inside scoop. But also number three in this is you get to build some real connection with your people. What happens if someone says, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a laborer. I'm a laborer. But here's the thing. I've been doing coding since I was like six years old. And, you know, I just I really geek out on that stuff. And I love doing this. And I, it's like, oh, interesting. So we've hired you for a laborer position. 
But at the same time, you you know, you love geeking out on that stuff. Hey, we've been working on something. You know, would you be interested at some time of seeing if this could be a fit? Well, yeah, sure. Right. This is how we truly discover our people. This is how we nurture our people. It's our job as business leaders, as business owners, business operators to really nurture that team. Yeah. Yeah. And just to add a little bit to that, when you ask those questions, you can frame it up and say, as when you're hiring, especially in a hiring context, because you mm-hmm. don't really know this person, you say, what's life all about for you? You might, you might not get the level of answers that Jamie's talking about. So a way to frame that up before you start that area of questioning or conversation is, look, everyone on my team, we love to get to know them. We like to know what they're about and what's life about for them. So, you know, what's life about for you? Just frame it up about the, the intent behind the questioning and, um, and look, come from that place and you will get deep, really, really quality answers and you'll build a connection with that person and then you'll understand whether they're a fit for your business because those questions and those answers that Jamie just rattled off then, that's their values. Mm-hmm. That's what's important to them. That's what life's about for them. That's why they turn up. What's what drives them when things get tough. They're the things you want to know if they're going to fit your company. That's a, that's absolute gold right there. And, we, you know, this is HR recruitment stuff. So take take notes if you're a business owner. That shit is worth a fortune. <laughs> yes. Yes. We've just given thousands of dollars worth of information right there. I mean, when, you know, when, when Mick and I are, are, are working with our clients, when we're sharing thoughts with our clients and stuff, especially when it comes to hiring, we do something a little different, right? We don't say, you know, write up the typical job interview. And it's like, how many words can you type per minute? Are you familiar with Microsoft Office and Word? Yeah, those things are great, but we don't focus on skills, right? We take it down a different direction and we actually get to know who the person is. Think about it person can have all the greatest skills, but if their attitude is absolutely shit and they're a cancer to the, to the position, to the company, are you going to keep them? The answer to that is simple. Absolutely not. Right. There's a different way to hire people that really brings in those people. And there's a simple way to do it right from the get go, right out of the gate. Right. Mick and I, we, we share that with our clients there, but that's talking about hiring. When we're looking at hiring, yes, there's going to be a time where we do have to bring people on. Right? Our business, the whole intent of this is to grow our business. But wouldn't it make sense right? You know, if we didn't have an urgent need to fill like a high-level executive management position, if there wasn't just an immediate need for it, doesn't it make sense to hire at that lower end of the scale so that we can bring those people up through the business to give other people that are already existing in the business those opportunities to really shine, to see the natural growth of the business instead of just plunking someone in there that's from outside. I, I was in that position. I was, um, I was, I was on a test, a test team. We were testing for um, a, a, new, a new software implementation, ERP, Enterprise Resource Management um, system that we were putting into, into, a, into a company there. And we had a bit of a transition in the management. Now, this was really interesting, and this is totally relevant for this, because two times they brought people in. Once was from IBM. They brought in one of the big head honchos from IBM, came in as a project manager, this and that, someone from the outside. Didn't go over well. They still, this person ended up leaving. There was a transition. They brought someone else in, again, from the outside. Well, this lasted for so long. You know, it was a change. The change was good. But ultimately, what happened is that person ended up leaving as well. And they actually brought someone up throughout that was actually a part of the company that I worked for at the time. And that person carried the project through to completion. 
because they made that choice to actually invest the time, effort, everything into that person who was already there, they had that person as the PMO. And once that happens, like, hey, that's one of us up there. That's not just someone from the outside. That's not just someone that doesn't know how we work, doesn't understand our thoughts, our stuff. That's one of us that's up there now. The respect, the, the, the movement forward, everything happened really quick because they took someone that was already within the organization. Sure, they had to do some training. Right. They really had to show this people or this person what he needed to know to be able to succeed in that position. But think about it like this. It was one of us up there. It's not someone from the outside. Right. Instantly we're connected and we moved further, faster forward toward our ultimate outcome of uh, of going live with that ERP. Yeah. And Jamie, let me ask you this question. Yep. Did that guy go on then to continue to develop and run other projects and be oh, a key sure part of the business? Sure, he did. Absolutely. Within the company. Long after the ERP was implemented. Yeah, he was with the business. He succeeded with the business and he went on to other, you know, senior executive uh, type level positions within the corporation. So, yeah. Yeah, look, and we're talking about here when we say hiring versus developing talent into key positions in the business. Yep. And it, you, when you grow your business, you have to hire. It, and, and there will be times where you may have to hire into key positions. Mm -hmm. But what we've found with working with thousands of businesses and being involved with thousands of businesses, the success rate of hiring from outside versus developing from within far outweighs the developing yes. from within. Yeah. It, it, it far outweighs developing with, from within and you get better outcomes for the business long term. And look, you, sometimes you need a combination, but you, you're going to need to hire people, but hire them right and develop them into those key roles in the business. Um, and look, I, I see very, very few times do you see someone come in in a key position, hide from the outside and be successful long term. Yeah. It happens, especially in the mining industry. You might hire in a new manager, but it, even when you see, you know, I, I live in Mount Isa and across the road is a huge mining company and you see the development of people inside that company. They develop most of their managers from within. The, the few that they hire, they might hire someone in to fill a role. They last one, two, three years and they move to a different role. The people that stay long term and have a huge impact in the business nearly always come from within the team. Yeah. And you've got global mining companies doing that. You've got small businesses. That's the that's where you need to go. And sometimes one thing that puts small businesses off is, oh, I don't want to put too much money into my uh, team because they, what if they leave and they take it all with them? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you've already, <clears throat> if you're doing things because you don't want to in case they leave, they've already left. You need to develop your team for the value they can add to your team, not what if they leave and take that value away. Yep. And developing people doesn't necessarily mean money. Sometimes it might be time and knowledge sharing mm -hmm. and the impact that can have in your business. Say they're with you for five years and you've invested time and effort uh, training them, giving them skills to run projects, for example, and then they might you know, move off to somewhere else, and especially in regional Queensland, people come here for three to five years then they might move on it's a transient town yep. but you develop them and upskill them think of all the value they've added to your business along the way was it worth that 200 hours over the last five years for what they've done for your business they've they've run seven projects and they've made profit and they've done all this cool stuff mm -hmm. for the 200 hours of time and effort you've spent training them and yes when they leave it's disappointing at times when people move on especially if you have put a lot of effort into them that's where you should have someone else in the pipeline ready to go. Yes, yes. That you're putting time and effort into. You need yep. 
you develop people in a system, in a flow, so that there's a constant flow of people into those roles and opportunities, and um, especially into leadership roles like project supervision in, in the trade and contracting industry. You know, you want people to run a job for you. You should have people coming up behind the next person, training them when they go on holidays, give them opportunities to take charge for a little while. Like you should be developing your team in a constant flow so that when when a key person does decide to go do something different with their life or move, that it's it's not detrimental to your business anymore. Absolutely. You know, and it really matters what people think when they're leaving as well, right? It really matters what people think when they're leaving. But before we even get to that, just like, you know, as business owners, business operators, we can go down that path of, oh my God, what if they take all my trade secrets? What if, you know, they just get on here and they learn my stuff and they leave? What if they go and learn all your trade secrets and make you a shit ton of money while they're doing it? Isn't that a better what if? Look, this is a battle that we're constantly fighting within our brains. For the most part, us as human beings, please take notes on this. This is important. Us as human beings, we are looking for all the shit that can go wrong. This is how we're programmed. This is how we're trained. Basal ganglia, right? That lower croc brain. What's it thinking all the time? Fight, flight, freeze, or fuck. That's exactly what it's thinking about. But instead of doing that, we've got this beautiful neocortex. It's just full of so much ability to come up with great, amazing thought. What if we took control of that lower, simplistic brain and actually came up with some better ideas of what to focus on? What if instead we actually started focus on like, wow, how can I invest in this person so that they can generate me even more money, even more revenue? How can I create an environment where this person will never, ever, ever want to leave? Ooh, what if they never want to leave? What if we've created such an awesome, awesome environment that these people, once they come here, they're lifers, right? They're the ones that we're going to give the golden watch to when they leave because they're retiring. They're not going on to do something else. They're actually retiring. What if we set up environments just like that? See, that can happen. And that's a great what if instead of, oh my God, what if they go steal all my stuff? When we look for that bad shit to happen, we're going to get that will literally generate that bad shit out there. It's going to happen. But instead, when we focus on what's the best thing that we can do in this moment, right? How can I provide massive service and massive value to my team right now so that they never want to leave? Good old brain, right? It's going to answer that question. It's going to give you those answers. And that's a really great way to approach it from, not from that scarcity mindset, not from the idea that, oh my God, you know, they're going to leave. They're just going to leave. Trust me. Like you said, Mick, if you're thinking that they're going to leave, trust me, they, they've already thought it themselves. Yeah. They've already started processing that. When we change exactly what we're thinking about and come up with the reasons for them to want to be there, the reasons for them to want to stay, including training and development, right? What's the real subtext of what we're sharing here today? It is all about training and developing your team. Yes, there's no question about that. That's really, yeah. truly where this comes from. But I mentioned about you know what they think of your business when they're leaving. That's a really big deal because you know what? People are going to grow. I want to see, I want to celebrate people, right? Um, there's a gentleman there a couple of years ago. His name is Zane. He got hired by Gary V. Uh, and I remember it was a really emotional thing. He was in the audience. He'd been doing a bunch of stuff for, for Gary V and all that. Um, got, got hired on by Gary, right? In the audience, Gary's like, you know what? Come to New York. He got a job. He's like, well, big thing. Uh, two days ago, he left. He actually left Gary's company to go work with another startup and stuff like that. And he's got nothing but great things to say, right? Gary didn't get mad and say, ah, man, you can't leave. You know, I helped you. I did this. You were in the audience and I gave you your shot. He didn't come from that place at all. 
right? Zane's got nothing but good things to say about that. And that's what we're looking for as well. People are going to grow. But when you've done your part to really develop your team, develop those people that are within your team to help them grow, guess what? You've got someone else that can step into that, that has that opportunity to grow. And what does that do? It opens up the door to bring in someone on that lower end that you can actually work through, train and develop and really truly invest in them. Because let's face it, when when someone invests in you, like how good do you feel? Yep. Hey, and look, a couple points to touch on here yeah. is a little secret. Training and developing, developing your team is more valuable for employee retention than money. Yeah. Yeah. Let me repeat that. Training and developing your team is more important for employee retention, for team retention than money. Yeah. People don't. People only leave for more money when they're not getting training and development and they're not growing as a, as a person or involved in there, predominantly. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, Jamie touched on before, how people leave your business matters. We've all been in a business when someone's left and it's been, oh, he's a wham, and then everyone's talking about it. And the negative impact on the culture that has is huge. But we've also all been at a company when someone's celebrated when they're gone and everyone's getting high fives. Maybe they've gone on to start their own business or something and everyone's high fives and they're celebrating and cheering and, and whatever else. Everyone's energized and happy for them and it's great and it doesn't have any negative impact on the Yes, they're leaving. You've taught them all the skills. Now they're going to do that for themselves. But it doesn't have any negative impact on the culture. It actually has a positive effect. Yeah. So how people leave your business is just as important as how you bring them on. Absolutely. There's, there can be no question about that whatsoever, right? There really, really can't, right? And if they're leaving, right, quite honestly, if they're leaving for um, uh, personal reasons, celebrate the hell out of that. Maybe it's growth. Maybe it's something great, right? Maybe it's to move on to do something else. Instead of focusing on what you may have lost, focus on the success, focus on the celebration of what that person's now about to do. That's a really, really, really big, big, important informa- piece of information right there. Right? Don't lose sight of that celebration. Right? Celebration is big. Yes, I'm a coach. Yes, I'm supposed to be you know, rah-rah and all that. But rah-rah isn't shit unless you've got that right mentality, that right thing going on in your business where you have your people celebrating you where they genuinely want to be there. Because if you don't have that, you don't have anything. Mick, you and I, we can come in, we can do all the rah-rah you want. But if you've got a shitty culture where you really haven't fostered that development, that, uh, you know, the training programs and all that sort of stuff, you haven't done that, it's the simplest way that you can completely turn around your company is invest back in your most precious assets, those people who are in the company. Yeah. Yeah, Jamie, and look, we've gone through some really big, big topics here, and we talked about developing uh, developing a team or hiring talent or develop, developing into, into key roles. Why is it important for a business to develop their talent? Oh, my God. Sus- sustainability, longevity, everything. Number one thing, and we talk, we, we use two terms, and it might sound like we're talking about these two terms interchangeably, but we talk about business operators and we talk about business owners. Right? The business operator is that person who's truly doing it all themselves. They're the people that don't maybe – Right? Maybe don't necessarily see the true value in being able to train those people. Why do we train our people? So we, as the business operators, transitioning to business owners, 
we as those people actually get to take back more time for ourselves. We can focus in on those things that we have true, absolute passion for. We can really take and use our time to the best of our abilities. If we're trying to do everything, if we're trying to be the jack of all trades, guess what? We're the master of none, right? I'm doing this. I'm doing accounting. I'm doing janitorial. I'm doing I'm doing everything. Ah, what happens? Stress. You want to eliminate a ton of stress in your business, put into place some sort of training type program, some sort of development program that enables your people to learn more. What do I like to do when I'm hiring people, when I'm bringing people on? I look for people that are smarter than me. I don't want, I, I do not want to be the smartest person in the room. If I'm the smartest person in the room, we've got a significant problem. Right. Cause yeah, I got some, I got some pretty good brains up here, but when it comes to, I don't know, like building funnels and doing this, doing that. Yeah. I am so far from the smartest person in the room. I can pick stuff up pretty quick, but that stuff, it's not got to be me. It absolutely must be someone else. And this is where I want people that are 10 times smarter. Now that can go against some of our egos, right? Oh, geez, I gotta be the smartest. I gotta know everything, but that's just your ego talking. Check your ego. Because what would you rather be, smart and stressed out or still smart and enjoying the full fruits of all your business? I'm going to take still smart and enjoying all the fruits of my business, right? How do I enjoy the fruits of my business? When I've trained and developed and invested into the people in my business, those people that are smarter than me, giving them what they truly want and desire and need to give them that full satisfaction. Because I'll tell you what, again, HR, close your ears. Right? It's like those monkeys, right? See no evil, hear no evil. Right now, HR, close your ears. Trust me, people who are satisfied will work 10 times as hard in their positions. They'll work extra time. They'll put in the overtime and they'll expect no remuneration for it. I've been there tons of times. Yep. Right? What do you think? Yeah, absolutely, Jamie. And again, you talked about uh, the ego popping up there. And in the trade industry, there's a bit of a belief or you know, I've seen it so many times is that you know, the team might respect the, the leader or the supervisor if they can't do their job. If, if well, I'm doing stuff that you can't do, so, you know, don't tell me what to do kind of thing. And, that, and that's, it's so prevalent in, in the industry, but it's, you don't need to be able to do their job. You've just got to understand and support and guide and train them. You want people that do roles that you can't do yeah. because they're going to, they're going to be able to, they're going to be talented at things that you can't. And if you're only bringing on people that can do things that you can already do, then you you aren't going to get any bigger as a business. Your business isn't going to grow. Your team's not going to grow, and you're going to be able to offer the skill set. So you want to bring on key people, or you want to develop key people with skills and uh, that have areas of expertise that you don't, and develop yeah. them and grow and teach them. And you know that, that it's absolutely critical that that you um, aren't the smartest person in the room. You want to surround yourself with good people because a rising boat lifts all a rising tide lifts all boats. Yeah, no question about it, right? Look for those people. And that's how we get them is by really investing back in them, developing them. Sure, it might cost a little bit of money, but it's not actually a cost. Change the phrasing on that. This is an investment in your mm. business, right? Would you send your child, uh, you know, if you had a child, you were bringing them up, would you, you know, keep all the books away and, and you know, worry about, oh my God, it, it costs so much to send them to school and this and that uh, because it's a cost. I better not, you know, teach my children how to read or write or, or, or ma mathematics or anything like that. Of course you wouldn't do that, right? Of course you wouldn't do that. You're going to make every investment into your child. What if you thought of your business the same way? 
what if you thought of your business as your child, as that, as that person, right, who you're actually investing to help them grow and reach their full potential? I get it. It's, it's definitely different than a person. But at the same time, if we apply that same sort of logic, that same sort of mentality to it, when I invest in my children, when I invest in that business, they're all going to grow. They're all going to really, truly reach their full potential. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a, that's a really, really powerful uh, mindset shift, a little hack there. So if you didn't just go 35 minutes, if you mm-hmm. watch that again, if the, if the way you think of your business and the way you think of uh, developing your team will change the impact that it has. Yeah. Like you say, you would you would not never withhold anything from your child to develop them to the best they can be. So why do you withhold things from your business or your team so they can be the best they can be? Yeah. It's an investment. So that little mindset hack is super powerful. So make sure you took notes. Right. So and it's Jamie, the same. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. So we, we took, uh, we've talked about developing our team and um, investing in them and, and all of that. But, you know, some businesses don't have the resources available or, you know, what, how can we develop our team? What are some ways that we can develop our team that maybe are low financial cost because they don't have the resources at the moment or, or just give us some ideas on how we can develop our team? You know I'm going to challenge you on the resources thing, brother. You know I'm going to challenge you on the resources <laughs> thing right there. <laughs> well, what's the saying? It's never a lack of resources, only a lack of resourcefulness. Look, Absolutely. seriously, there is a ton of information out there. Here's the difference, right? Mick, you and I, we do this show. We share a ton of information. Why? Because we are truly uncommon among the uncommon. We're not looking to be like everyone to hold those secrets in. Right. If you watched all the episodes that we've done in the show, this could literally transform and change your business in a big way. There's a ton of people out there. What a great, confident teachers, mentors, coaches. What do they do? They share their some of their greatest stuff out there. Look at the nuggets that we dropped in this one here. Number one, I'm going to go look for those people who've got that experience. I'm going to I'm going to follow what they do. I'm going to get curious. I'm going to ask. I'm not going to let my ego get in the way. I think, well, you know, Billy down the street there, you know, Billy's doing really good, but I could never ask because Billy's going to think I'm doing shitty if I ask him. Get rid of that mindset right now because that's going to serve you no good. Go get curious. Go take Billy for a coffee or, or, or whatever, or Sally, whoever it is. Go have that coffee. Say, hey, you know what? I see you're doing really great in these areas here. What are you doing? Right. One of the biggest things that we can do, I mean, I'm, I'm, Napoleon Hill. Right, I'm 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 on this kick with Napoleon Hill here lately. I'm I'm listening to his big course, uh, Sixteen Laws of Success, right now, and it's just absolutely phenomenal. Now, this whole idea of of a mastermind, this has really come from him, right? He talks about masterminds, and this is back in like the early 1900s. But what's it really all about? It's sharing those key pieces of knowledge from other people. What if you were to go and start? a mastermind with some of your peers. Maybe it's people in other other areas. Look, what you and I are doing, Mick, right here, right now, we are creating a mastermind. It's the melding of both of our minds, sharing this knowledge and sharing this information out there, which is absolutely huge. We do the show, it's free. It doesn't cost anyone anything. We're getting that knowledge out there. What you've got to be prepared to do, though, number one, set that ego aside. Set the thoughts aside that, you know what, I'm the only one that knows this stuff and go and find some of that information. Right. This stuff here, it goes up on YouTube. It's on Facebook. It's everywhere after what would prevent anyone from grabbing a copy and saying, "Okay, you know what? We're going to do a lunch and learn this week and let's watch the show. Let's watch this episode where it really talks about the importance of actually training our teams. There's tons and tons and tons of resources out there 
that anyone can tap into. Yeah, it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. Mick, you and I, we both have some very, very, very economical low-end programs where people can jump in and get that. Now, it's like, I mean, it's so low. It's like freaking virtually free, Yeah. right? We've got all that. But what are we really looking to do here? We're looking to provide a disproportionate amount of value. There's some great key people out there. You just want to go look them up. If you're curious, go to Google, right? Who's a leading business leader right now? Um, one of my mentors, Orrin Claff, he just did a show here. Uh, he he had um, um, Neil Patel came on his show there. So it was him and Neil Patel. And they shared just a ton of information for like an hour. There's some great, amazing people who are willing to share that knowledge. Start implementing on that. Discover those opportunities, discover where that, that, that effort begins to pay that back. Take that when you're getting paid back, invest that back into your people, because that's going to give you your 10 X, right? I'm stealing from Grant Cardone here right now. That's going to give you, yeah, exactly. Right. 10 X baby. Investing back in your team, finding that time, finding those resources. Cause you can, if you look for it, if you get your mindset right and you believe that there's resources out there, trust me, you'll go find them. And when you do, and when it makes that difference, take that extra revenue, invest it back into your people, get them that training, bring those people on. It's going to pay dividends big time. Yeah, you you said some absolutely critical things there. Is you know, there's so much free information out there. It doesn't have to cost money. Go out there and just like you say, have a have a lunch and learn, or, or have a an afternoon session or have a, you know, have some time where you can just share some cool content or watch an episode or something or give away some free things or, you know, like email out a, a YouTube clip on, um, on, on a particular topic or, you know, there's so many free things available. Like our shows on YouTube, you can get every, most of the episodes. That's right, Jamie, that goes to YouTube. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. His YouTube channel, go watch them. There's yeah. so many topics. And like I said, We've given away so much of our knowledge and information over the last nearly 18 months. There's mm -hmm. so much out there, you know, and there's so many other people doing the same thing. Just go find it. It's so easy to develop your team and give them the skills and tools they need to be successful. It's, yeah. like you said, it's an investment in your business. So it's, yeah. it, it makes sense. It's no brainer. Absolutely. But, and, and I mean, one other thing, uh, we, we won't get deep into it here because we're kind of running short on time here, but what do you have at you as the business owner, as the operator, business operator, business owner have that you could trade someone else for to share something that you might need, right? Is there, is there a possibility? Is there a possibility to, to take what you have, trade it with someone else, do a little bit of horse trading and really get what you need. Um, there's an amazing company in Canada, um, um, uh, John Porter is a gentleman's name. It's called Barter Pay. And it's really, really cool what they're doing is they're kind of transforming the way things are done. Um, John had the opportunity to spend some time with Gary V as well. And, and you know, Gary really helped John grow out that brand, get that information out there. But he's really big on the bartering system, right? He's turning it into something that's just absolutely amazing. I, I love watching John. He's doing some just absolutely amazing stuff there. But what can you barter? What can you take from your business to trade for something else that you need? Mm. It's not against the law. Absolutely. And, and again, low cost. Yeah. There's no financial cost to that. You go in there and you're bartering someone. You might share some information with them. So in the trade industry, you know, you're, you're in the fire business and you've got someone who's in the sparky business and they do blend sometimes and you come across, imagine how, more impactful it could be for your business if you went and shared some information about fire systems with a sparky company that works in the same area yeah. 
you don't compete against each other, but they come across things and they see things that are compliant. Imagine an impact that could have for your business and the flow on effect that could have for not only you, but for your community or you're in the fire business, but you come across sparky stuff all the time. It's a similar industry, but you don't really understand or know. And they came and gave you some more general knowledge about the way things should be or things to look out for in certain situations. Imagine the impact that could have on your business and the flow on effect that could have. But these are just some basic examples on how people can share and barter and do some cross training and skill. And, you know, it's it's so easy to develop your team, but so many people don't do it. It's a key to long-term sustainability and for growing your company. No question whatsoever. Find the opportunities. Get resourceful. Resourcefulness is a state. And we can we, we could talk for hours on state, but resourcefulness is really a state just believing that you can, right? What is it that you can do that maybe you've been telling yourself that you can't? Right? Ask, ask that great question. Completely, mm-hmm. totally transform what it is you do, how you do it, and how quickly you achieve it. Look, today was awesome. Right. Yes, there's going to be a time for for hiring and stuff like that. No, we're not anti-hire or anything like that. But instead of just jumping out and going and looking for that first person, ask yourself the question, who can I develop in my team? Who would be interested in taking on this new opportunity and why? When you understand that, when you discover that, you can really open yourself up to, number one, completely transform the company culture. Right, Company culture is a big one there. But also, number two, Really get that team that stays, that team that lasts, that team that is literally addicted to you and wouldn't want to go anywhere else. Absolutely. And if you don't have a team yet and you're looking to hire, hire them with the question is, sweet, I'm going to hire a guy. This is who I need. How can I develop them when I hire them so that they don't ever want to leave? Yeah. yeah. These are the This is the way you need to approach it because you need to be developing your team. It's just fundamental uh, to the future success of your company. Scale 101. I love it. I love it. With that said, any last thoughts, Mick? No, I just want to thank everyone for jumping on. Uh, we had viewers and people jumping on. And again, thank you so much for watching. Really appreciate it. And hope you've got a ton of value out of this show. Um, share it around. Spread the word. Uh, we'd love to see more people jump on the show. So Definitely. And if you want to be on the show, if you've got a product, a service, something that you want to get out there, that you want the greater world to know about, let us know. Drop us a comment. Send us a DM directly. We're more than happy to get you on the show, get you, your brand, your product, your service out there, because that's what we're all about, providing massive value for every single business operator and business owner out there.